0: The, as far as how many products I have that are not for sale or not out or they're in the pending lane or et cetera, right. I have about 50. <laughs> so
1: available is 12. Okay, that's like Tupac. He died and still had a whole bunch of music out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. i just hope I'll last
0: longer than Tupac. Oh, you're going to
1: last. You're going to last with the catalog. That's what's right. m- the most important, right? Because you're going to keep making money Absolutely. from the catalog.
0: Part of that, you know, part of realizing that dream is putting in the work. And along the way, you're going to fail at something. I mean, there are some things that I failed at. I actually, uh, back in 19, no, 2001, I started my first company and it was an engineering firm. I wow. failed miserably. I did not know that I failed. You know, I mean, well, I knew I failed. But I, looking back, it actually was part of the journey. But at that yes. moment, I thought I was just, you know, the scum of the earth. And I wish, you know, I, I wish I just had the more ditties or the more, you know, community uh, exposure to tell me, hey, sis, right. you're on the you're on the right, right track. And it's normal. You've gotta to to keep going. Yeah. And it's normal. And you're going to fail and you're supposed to fail at some things because the lesson is in the failure. Right. You know, as T D Jake's always said, the lesson is in the failure. Just like there's no book to raising children, there's no book to entrepreneurship. There's yeah. guidelines but there's no prescription on how to start. So, sometimes you
1: gotta jump out there. This is Fabiola Florinville, the creator of blackpagesmiami.com, where you can search and discover black owned businesses throughout the Tri County area. And you are tuning in to the Black Business Podcast, where we feature and highlight black businesses, their growth, and how we can support them. And I have the pleasure today of introducing my friend, Ebony Daniel Sannon of the Limelight Collection. Hey, Ebony. Hey, Fabiola. How you doing? I'm good. So I am happy to uh, spotlight you on the Black Business Podcast because you oh. are the epitome of Black Girl Magic. You're a scientist by trade, which means that you are hella smart, and you're a designer. So tell us about the Limelight Collection.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. Those are some really nice words. And, of course, you know, if you look in the mirror, you can say those same words to yourself, but you are fabulous, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so The Limelight Collection is a uh, line of uh, luxury purses um, that I designed. They're bejeweled clutch purses, um, and they—you know—oh gosh, I messed up. <laughs> you can edit this part out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, so the I should have had a script ready. Uh, let me pause.
1: It's okay. I think we we're very familiar with each other. That's why we're messing up because I never messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just
0: like free flowing. Right. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> have, I have no script. I'm just going off the top of my head, so I didn't prepare, so excuse me. It's okay. Um, yeah, so the Limelight Collection is a, a collection of bejeweled clutch purses, and the designs reflect um, my own style, but also influenced by things that I see when I travel around the world, or rather, when I used to travel around the world.
1: Right. So, okay. So let's talk about the inspiration behind it. Like how do you transition from being a scientist? When you think about a scientist, you think about lab coat, a nerd, which you're far from because you are absolutely gorgeous. And you think about just a, uh, you know, straightforward black and white type personality, type A, not the creative person, the person who are coming up with these fancy elaborate designs, Where which I think, you know, is suitable enough for like a Nordstrom type um, products. so how do you how did you make that transition? You know that's a really good question.
0: Um, and so you know, I still am a nerd actually. I still uh, <laughs> operate and function as an engineer. Uh, so my background is in mechanical engineering and biomedical engineering. And during my day job, I work in the medical device and pharmaceutical industry to ensure that, Um, The drugs and devices that you use and buy are safe and effective. And so the way that I transitioned those same exact skills, um, I transitioned them into fashion by designing the luxury clutches that you see on my website. And the reason why it was an easy transition for me is because It's the same type of technical skills where you need to see what the tolerances are. You know, should this stone be three inches in diameter um, or should the orifice of a a syringe um, where you're going to inject yourself with um, some type of drug, does that need to be, you know, 0.02 millimeters? You know, those things matter. So it's the same um, mindset, except that in the um, engineering industry, I was restricted. Um, due to, uh, you know, proprietary and patents and law, I could never share my work. Um, so I needed an outlet. And this is what led me to uh, come out with the Limelight Collection so that I can share uh, my creativity, um, my style, and in a format that I can control you know, on my own. And so that transitioned into, into looking at stones and looking at things that look beautiful. And that's how, that's how that came about, the Limelight Collection. And the reason why I named it that is because, you know, I realized, you know, every woman has a limelight of her own. Um, you know, and so I struggle with stepping into my own limelight. And I know I'm not the only one because I know there's some other nerds um, um, that are like me who are introverted. Because I'm actually an introvert extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm introverted when it comes to my creativity and my design. But I like to be social. Uh, not all the time, like you won't see me boisterous and loud, but, um, you know, the limelight collection allows me to step in my own limelight and help other women glow, including myself. So it's really a call to action for me and for other women to say, hey, step out and share your glow with us.
1: Well, you know, I love the parallel of how you use the engineering design and the mechanical part um, from something so technical like the syringe too, using the same type of theory and concept for designing your clutches. Um, And then even how you develop the whole value proposition around uh discovering that part that untapped part of you because that's essentially what you did that part of you that had to be kind of quieted down or silenced just from a career perspective and now this allows you to be able to exploit that you know your creativity so that's that's pretty cool so let's talk about what does it take to create your product because this is not like and for the listeners this is not some type of you know purse, right. That you can put together and get a leather piece and combine it with some metal. And then now you stitch it together and you have a handbag. No, this is piece by piece stones, colorful stones are set, um, in a pattern and the shell of it. I mean, you could break somebody's neck with it. Um, the design of it, just the, the themes are, it took I can tell it took a lot of thought, a lot of creativity, and a lot of patience. So, like, what did it take for you to actually construct this and put this together?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, That's such a loaded question because it took a lot. Um, You know, by the time someone sees my new release or my my new pieces, um, you know, they think I just kind of came up with it like the day before. And what they don't realize is most times, just like a year or sometimes maybe two years, lead time before that. Um so when I come up with a design and a concept um, first you know I I start with just something simple paper and pencil and I draw that thing out and it goes through several iterations I ne- I never stick with my first design um, just like you design your logo you know your first logo is never the first is, is never the one that you actually stick with it is about you know five sometimes 10 iterations to get where you need to get and that's the same way that I do my purses. And it also, um, you know, depends on, you know, the mood that I'm in, um, too. My mood comes in at the very end when it's time to name her. So I usually have the design already. Um, so, for example, my releases for 2021 fall have already been developed. Um, and so when that happens, I finalize my design, you know, make sure that all the parameters and the technical aspects are done, um, and then we create a mold. And so I work with about four different countries to make this all happen. Um, So I have uh, one of my manufacturers to pour liquid metal into a mold um, and let it cool off so that the frame of it pops out. Um, And then I have another manufacturer that supplies the leather that goes into the inside lining of that metal frame. And then I have another manufacturer who supplies me the stones um, that actually will be glued into every crevice by hand, one by one, um, you know, to make this thing, you know, all the way complete. And then I have another manufacturer where I design my chains, um, my purse chains. A lot of people don't even, my, a lot of my customers don't notice that my purse chains actually have my logo on it because I design them. Um, and so I have another manufacturer um, that does those for me as well. And then final assembly happens all right here in South Florida. Um, so I work with about, or I'm in constant communications with about five different countries. Um, most of them are different time zones that I'm in. So, although I'm still working my day job, I'm up at two or three in the morning talking to people in Thailand or in China or um, in the Philippines, uh, where my family is actually based. So, you know, coordinating all of that is a long time, uh, um, uh, long term effort. Uh, by the bag, by the time the bags come out, there's at least a year of a year's worth worth, worth of time um, that's been invested just to make sure that that bag comes out. Now, thankfully. Um, You know, when I do release something, the first batch usually sells out, um, as in the case of my recent one, um, and the lead time for the next batch, um, because they do take a long time to make because they're made by hand, um, can be anywhere from two months to six months, depending on the complexity of the designs that I have.
1: Wow, so just like me, you're a world traveler. So, would you say that all of your inspirations, or just the fact that you travel the way you do, have made it so much easier for you to source manufacturers and create the inspirations for your designs?
0: Yeah, so because and they, and, and traveling actually inspires that too. Um, you know, I just got back from uh, India well, right before the pandemic. Right when the pandemic was announced, actually, I was in India and I was meeting with um, um, some people who sourced the stones from around the world and was looking at their inventory, and um, you know, that's how I identify new manufacturers, and I diversify my ma- manufacturers too. That's the that's number one key component that people who, are, um, who design products or retail products um, you know, usually neglect, that you can't just rely on one manufacturer, you gotta diversify, not even from you know, a plant perspective, but from a country perspective. So, um, you know, my part or my purpose of being in India was not only to explore the culture um, because they love color, too. um, And I draw from that inspiration, but also to um, source manufacturers for their stones. And so that was um, part of my reason why I was there.
1: So when you're creating a line for a season, how long you said it takes like three to four months to source. So how many different designs can you actually create within that time frame?
0: Well, creating the design and actually producing the design are two different things. Okay. So, um, you know, in my head, uh, the design is already created. So let's say I have, you know, three to five going on at a certain time. Um, so, for example, um, I just recently released, um, actually, I did not release it, but there's a bag named Melanin. I saw it. Um, that was slated. Yeah, you saw that one, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, beautiful and brown and um, it's in black letters and it represents, you know, the uh, the Black Lives movement that we're currently experiencing, um, you know, where there's more pride in, in, in the pigmentation of, of our skin. And that actually was slated um, for February of next year. Um, I was going to release that during um, um, during Black History Month. Um, but, um, you know, since the pandemic has occurred and, and, and in light of the protests and, they still haven't arrested, you know, the killers of Breonna Taylor, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, I thought, you know, that it was best to release that, you know, in real time, and I did. And so all I did was just posted a, a picture of it hanging out, because um, I do, um, I, I use my prototypes and I hang out to see the reaction I'm going to get. And I was out with it one day, and I got a lot of um, requests in my inbox. And before you know it, my entire prototype batch sold out. Um, so my next batch is on the way for like in another couple of weeks, but it's been about a good two month time frame since that time.
1: Okay. So I need to take note of that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> so how has COVID impacted you being able to source and, uh, work with your suppliers and manufacturers?
0: Mm, that's an excellent question. Um, greatly, uh, in manufacturing and sourcing, they're still there. Um, you know, it really affect the shipping time. So right when the pandemic hit, I had a shipment on the way. You know, usually takes me less than a week to arrive for me, depending on which country it's coming from, say, Thailand, for example. Um, it'll take a week for it to arrive for me because I usually ship it through my UPS account or my FedEx account so I can have direct tracking of it. Uh, but when the pandemic hit, that one-week time frame turned into four weeks. So, you know, it delays, you know, the shipment and therefore, you know, it's a, it's a domino effect. It delays your marketing. It delays your, your product release. Um, it delays a lot of things. So my number one rule is that I do not promote um, any or release any product until I have it physically in my hand and, and until it's ready for final assembly here in South Florida. So I try to make sure that my um, my storage unit has all of the things I need before I actually make a full... Um, full release.
1: So what is like your wildest dream look like for your line?
0: My wildest dream for my line, because um, it is a luxury line, and we are going to expand into not just purses, but everything fabulous, everything beautiful, um, but at high quality and affordable. Um, so what's along the lines is I really want a pet line. Um, I, I have a dog myself, and I love my dog the death. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of other animal lovers probably would agree uh, how they feel about their animals. And, you know, unfortunately, I can't really dress up my animal too much because he's, um, he doesn't like to wear things, but I do practice on them. Uh, I have uh, blinged out um, um, chains, uh, chains and um, collars. Um, and I've been testing them for about a year because I want to make sure that they're lightweight enough um, that it doesn't bother the animal. But they look nice. They last long. They endure um, all the environmental um, um, issues, whether they're outside or inside or getting wet. Um, so that's one of them. And then two, uh, a menswear line uh, that involves cufflinks. And then three, mm. I really going to know I made it when I launch my champagne line. So there's a champagne line that champagne. didn't work. Champagne! Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I haven't told too many people that. Um, but that's also inspired by travel because... You know, my next steps when when the pandemic releases is to start visiting these wineries and developing those relationships because, in order, as you know, Fabiola, in order, when you have a dream, you put it out there. That's step one. Uh, But in order to realize the dream, you guys to say, all right, if it's going to take you five years to get there, then you need to start today to even thinking about how to get there in five years. So, you know, this, the, the, plan for this year was to visit different wineries, um, understanding, um, you know, which, if I would go champagne or am I going to go with the sparkling wine route, because those are two different things, too. Um, so when I've made it, made it, you'll see a nice uh, sparkling wine or champagne line that says the Limelight Collection. Well, so that's I, my wildest dream.
1: Well, I know your husband has first dibs, but when you're ready um, for your market research with the winery visits and the tastings, um, you have a friend to call on to invite. Oh, and I'll, I'll say uh, yes. <laughs> I'll say yes. All right. You, you know, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> I'll say your, hey, And if you need some investors and partners, hey, let's talk about that too absolutely yes ma'am <laughs> good so it's i mean it's great to see the evolution of how you're looking at it beyond just the actual initial product and thinking about product extensions from that so and that's you know the whole purpose of entrepreneurship how do you take one thing scale it and evolve from there like master p right he he went into music yes. and he scaled and evolved from that and that is what created his success story
0: absolutely
1: So lastly, you know, as a product creator, obviously we don't have a lot of black uh, people in this space that are creating. Right. We're mostly the consumers of products, but not really the creators. So there's a lot of room to to change that. Um, And then obviously, you know, every so often there comes someone like you who breaks through that. And whether you have to do it from a distance, internationally, whatever, you figure it out and you make it happen. Um, but that's right. not always as easy for other people. So what do you think is needed to um, kind of help shift our, I don't want to say perception, but our pursuit of being the creators of the things that we'd like to consume?
0: Hmm. You know, um, I think exactly what you're doing now, you know, is um, exposure, Okay. We don't know what's out there until we step out there. Right. Um, if someone would have said, you know, just even 10 years ago, Ebony, you're going to be designing purses and you're going to be traveling the country showing them off. I'd have been like, whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, it's it all starts with a vision and a dream and seeing other people, um, you know, set the example. Like if you look at someone like, um, you know, Diddy, you know, who came out with Ciroc. Like how did he get to Rock? You know, if you look at Beyonce's old days, um, you know, when she started with Destiny's Child, you look at where she is now, you know, one thing that's consistent amongst all of them is that dreams don't work unless you do.
1: Right.
0: And part of that, you know, part of realizing that dream is putting in the work and along the way, you're going to fail at something. I mean, there are some things that I failed at I, mean, I failed at. I actually, uh, back in nineteen no, two thousand one, I started my first company and it was an engineering firm. I wow. failed miserably. I did not know that I failed. You know, I mean well, I know I failed, but I looking back, it actually was part of the journey. But at that yes. moment I thought I was just, you know, the scum of the earth. And I wish, you know, I, I wish I just had the more ditties or the more, you know, community uh, exposure to tell me, Hey, right. sis, you're on the you're on the right, right
1: track. And it's normal. You
0: gotta keep going. Yeah. And it's normal. And you're going to fail, and you're supposed to fail at some things because the lesson is in the failure. Right. As T.D. Jake's always said, the lesson is in the failure. And so, um, you know, you, you have to get out there and try some things. And, and, you know, if you're not sure, start small. Because when you look at everybody's story, including Master T, he started small. He sold mixtapes out of the trunk of his car and look where he is now. But you got to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited Um, even about my own continued evolution, because I know that I did start small at some point, but with each, um, next step, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Like who would have thought, I don't, I don't sell just some, you know, leather purses you can find in Kmart. I sell luxury clutches that double as a weapon that when you hold that, you know, when you (laughs) hold it and you see it and you sport it, people text me and they say, Oh, I saw this lady with your purse. See, that's brand recognition. Yes. You don't even see the logo on my product, but when you see you it, you know, it. know that it's mine. Yes. And, you know, I draw that from, you know, I draw the inspiration from what other people do. Like, you know, hey, there's no book. There's no, you know, like there's no book to raising children. There's no book to entrepreneurship. There's yes. guidelines, but there's no prescription on how to start. So sometimes you've got to jump out there. Yes. This, if you want to sell, you know, what, bottles of water on the street just to start, and it teaches you about... know customers who's your customer base Uh, what are the right price points um how's your product do you want Zephyr Hill or do you want to sell the sunny you know you'll get different (laughs) reactions you know what neighborhood what corner do you want to be you want to be on 31st or do you want to be on ocean drive right Right. so all of those different you know aspects you'll learn um just through those experiences and that is part of the journey
1: those are sermon notes (laughs) Uh, so last question how many products do you have now all together whether it's actually available or already in production and where can people find it oh
0: man oh man that's a good question i need to look at my own stuff and be able to answer that question (laughs) so available is 12 um and they can find those on my website um, at www.LimelightClutch.com. limelightclutch. Um, as far as how many products I have that are not for sale or not out or they're in the pending lane or et cetera, right. I have about fifty. What? <laughs> I okay. have about fifty things under my, under my sleeve that no one has seen. Maybe my husband has seen it, but um, but that's about it. So you know, and that is attributed to my introvertness. Because um, I like to keep keep things to myself, right? And then and then by the time I'm actually ready to release and share, it's probably like a year out because I've I've become confident or I've become comfortable and said, you know what, this is the right timing for the release of this one. So, mm-hmm. like um, for example, I have um, you know four designs of uh, the dog collars that I want to come out, but I'm not happy with the material that it's on. So it's, again, there's another iteration of the design process. I want the the, the material to be a certain way. And a certain, um, and I wanted to fray a certain way over time, Um, so that's part of it. So yeah, I have about fifty more secrets um, in my my treasure chest that I haven't shared yet.
1: Okay, that's like Tupac. He died and still had a whole bunch of music out. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that. So just hope
0: I last longer than Tupac. Oh, you're gonna (laughs) last.
1: You're gonna last with the catalog. That's what's the most important, right? Because you're gonna keep making money from the catalog. That's okay. right. Yes, ma'am. Would you ever leave your day job? Ooh. You they're know, not listening. Because I,
0: <laughs> I love... Yeah, they're not listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, actually, my boss's wife is my customer. Oh. <laughs> she probably won't find it. And if she does, it's okay. Cause she'll understand um, you know, I, I actually love my day job. So at my day job, you know, although, you know, I work, you know, my background is in engineering, they have also uh, promoted me to be director of business development, which gives me a different span of responsibilities and um, skill sets that I, that I use and transcend towards uh, my purse line. So it's really been tough. Um, this just really been tough. I, so it's really hard to answer that question. Uh, but when the right opportunity comes, I know it's going to be. Um, you know, I know I'll be at that point where, yep, it's time to go. But I'm not there yet. So I'm still at my day job and loving both. And at some point, I'm going to have to break up with somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, amazing. So it's been a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. So. Oh, so no. The website is limelightclutch.com. Oh.
0: Um, and so for Facebook and IG, uh, Facebook and IG, the handles are The Limelight
1: Collection. Got it. So limelightclutch.com and the limelight collection thank you again ebony thank
0: you fabiola i appreciate
1: it thanks for tuning in until next time this is fabiola florinville the ceo of blueprint creative group a strategic communications agency and the creator of blackpagesmiami.com ciao